millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Come through, queen. I want to see ya. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. Were you there, beloved? Were you there? (laughs) Hey, Brendan. Hello, Daniel. So I'm excited that we have a guest this week, especially considering what is going on uh, over on The View. And Mm -hmm. that guest here is Joe Reed, co-host of The View and Review podcast. Welcome back, Joe. Welcome back. Thank you guys for having me on this well-timed episode. Of course, we planned this before everything went down on The View this past Friday. And what perfect timing for us. (laughs) The, The most wild one of the most wild episodes of television and entertaining to me personally and cringy and all of the above, but like such, you know, if you haven't watched the Friday's episode of the view, please run, don't walk. Oh, it was all right. So like, I want to paint you a picture of my Friday. So like we had been recording our uh, new podcast, brand new podcast, the view and review, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been recording on Thursdays, but then with the news that Kamala Harris was going to be on Friday, we're like, well, let's record on Friday and wait till after the episode. And, you know, we can talk about that. So right. I had a movie screening that morning to go to the uh, the Macbeth movie with Francis McDormand and Denzel Washington. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to go to that. I'm going to run, run, run home. I'm going to watch the Kamala Harris uh, episode and then we'll just record right after that. Right. And so I get out of... I get out of the movie, and by the time I got home, like, text, 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 like, shit's going down for you. <laughs> like, Twitter's like, what the hell? So I, like, catch up on it, and it was genuinely one of, like, the top five kind of craziest things I've ever seen on The View in terms yeah. of just, like, live TV moments. So yeah. in, in case you missed it, Joe, tell us what went down. <laughs> They fully went through an entire first segment of Hot Topics because, like, that's very much the view of just, like, we've got, like, 
<laughs> the vice president and we're going to make you wait an entire act of the show to get sure. to it. Fine. But not cool. only like the hot topic was about COVID and vaccines <laughs> and like all of that stuff too, which was wild. Right. Well, and also Whoopi Goldberg had been out since Tuesday because mm. of her sciatica. It was like really acting up and, and you knew it was bad because she wasn't on this one. Like you could have seen right. her like maybe like taking a couple days off this week and then like, I'll be back for Kamala Harris. Yeah. Like, nope. She wasn't there. So joy is pulling hosting duties. And so the second, after the first commercial break, they come back all four ladies, it's Joy and Sarah and Sonny and Anna Navarro, are all at the table. They are about to welcome out Vice President Harris. And then production voice off screen is like, uh, Sonny and Anna, you can step away from the table. You got to come mm-hmm. over here. And nobody is really saying what's going on. And Joy, I will say, Joy did a very good job of vamping. Uh, I was kind of worried that Joy was just going to get very frustrated and make it awkward for everybody, but she did a pretty decent job of vamping. Yeah. And um, and Brian, the producer off uh, off to the side, is sort of trying to like guide them through the moment. And what happened was Sunny and Anna, moments seconds before they were going to bring out Vice President Harris, they found mm-hmm. out that they had tested positive for COVID with their, yeah. uh, I imagine, daily. A COVID test that day. So they had to leave. Sarah and Joy had to like vamp for a little bit. They cut, they threw it to commercial. And well, first of all, there was this moment where Joy is like, should I bring out the vice president? And Brian, the producer goes, yes. <laughs> and then someone off on the other side of the studio goes, no. And I, it, I still feel like I want to believe it was like a secret service agent or something mm. like that. Oh, just wow, being yeah. Like, no. Um, Pulling rank over the executive producer. (laughs) Whoever it was, they had the final say. So they came back from commercial. And for the rest of the hour, it was like a segment of Joy and Sarah vamping, taking audience questions. We're going to have the vice president out as soon as possible. And like every segment was just like, nope, still none. So three whole segments of treading water. And finally, they got Kamala Harris on video from somewhere in like a secure location backstage because they weren't going to chance that like you know covid was creeping around yeah you know in the studio so like immediately after that first segment too like the news was all over this like twitter was all over it like the view has been more in the news than they've been in since whatever the last time megan mccain said something infuriating right right yeah, so, exactly i mean i think this it was, was crazy. probably like it will be in future rundowns of like iconic moments, like Elizabeth, Rosie, mm-hmm. like Joy and Whoopi walking off the stage. Exactly. Like exactly. All, this will be now part of that, which is kind of crazy. I will say I would watch a show. That's just Joy and Sarah asking, like answering audience questions. Cause oh. that was pure comedy in itself. Cause they didn't want to pass around microphones. So that they made bad. people, it right. was good. It yeah, you can't now that with like safety protocols, you can't opinion. pass mics around anymore. So Joy can't hear any oh of the questions. God. She keeps being like, speak up. Everyone's in masks, so you can't hear what they're saying. Like Sarah is ferrying information to Joy. And then by the end of it, I was so proud. Like the two gay guys who asked questions at the end, they projected <laughs> their voices. And I was like, that yeah. is how you do it. The one guy who asked, like, how they're feeling in this moment, I thought was so interesting. And it turns out he's, like, a journalist. and he wrote Nigel Smith, people yeah. All about yeah, yeah, yeah. It. He's, yeah. like, a movie journalist, um, yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking the entire time, 
Joy is what seventy eight years old at yeah. this point. Yeah. Like, why aren't they bringing her out of the space? Like, come on! Like, they're having her do the vamping. Right. The, right. The fact that they came back from commercial and like move them closer to the area where the people who were potentially center table. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. They were center peach for that whole episode. That. Yeah. Yes. But then all of that for two false positives. And so they well, were back at the table we, on Monday. Yes, that's what we found out on Monday, that uh, that's, that they were false positive tests and Sonny and Anna are fine. So, and then on Monday, Sonny was like rightfully peeved because her in, everyone in her family had to be notified. Her husband was in surgery and he had to be taken out of surgery. Her daughter had to be taken out of school. Her son, who's at Harvard, had to be notified. Like, she was like pissed off on Monday yes. about like how everything went down. And like how everything went down is not how it, should be i don't think yeah i mean they should be getting the results prior to the show starting (laughs) well this is what i said i i I said to claire when we were uh talking on the podcast i said this kind of gives you a window into i think how early the co-hosts show up to work yeah for the view is it can't be much more than an hour or uh you know maybe hour and a half before they start yeah and clearly they're not getting tested the second they show up yeah. because like I took a rapid test and it took me 45 minutes to get results. And well, I think they must show up at like eight, eight a.m. Because really? like they have to do, they have to do makeup hot topics meeting. They've but got if a lot that's to the do case, before... then they should be getting tested the second they step out of their car. You know what I yeah. mean? Just like no, test them as agreed. early as possible. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Wow. So definitely tune into the view and review for your weekly view updates. Um, but we do have some Bravo news to attend to before we get into our shows this week. Over this past weekend, we had what we've been waiting for, for, and they, they put this on there, like, uh, like when you sit down, like the menu, like it was over a thousand days from when they got engaged to the wedding (laughs) date, the Amanda Batula, Kyle Cook wedding. That was what? Three seasons ago on the show. Yeah. 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 Jeez. So, so this is out of season. It's obviously no longer summer. So are they going to do a special or are they going to like extend the season through September? Cameras were up. Yeah. Cameras were up. Definitely. Yeah. They were up. I mean, like you could see it in some of the background, uh, Instagram shots that made it to Instagram stories. Right. Um, this is my theory is that, you know, we we are, I mean, the wedding was still in September and typically they would wrap like after Labor Day weekend. So They probably just like close up shop at the summer house and then yeah. we'll like, and it's like, see you guys in a few weeks and then close the season on and that'll be like, the finale episode. a wedding montage. Like I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be like scenes of like people getting into fights or anything. It's just going to be like, right. we right. made it fine. Like how they did um, Pandora's wedding on Beverly Hills that one year, it was the season finale and it was like yeah. a couple months later, or a month later. And it was like, just what you said, like a montage, like, um, Latoya Jackson walking in, yada yada. <laughs> we did get some news in terms of um, Paige DeSorbo and Craig from Summerhouse sort of making their relationship official, official, even though Paige has let it slip on the G- Giggly Squad podcast in the past uh, like it, week or so. Well, yeah, where she posted an, uh, an episode where she referenced him and talked about him and then they edited it. Yes. And fans yes. got it. <laughs> yes. All right, so this is this is I'm I'm not a Southern Charm person, but yeah. I imagine this is Winter House uh, adjacent, mm-hmm. right? Like this is 
fruits of the winter house tree. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they, some of the charmers were in the winter house with the summer house folks. I'm worried that that might be a cursed show. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to watch it, but like, I'm also very, very trepidatious. So it's only six episodes, which so makes me wonder why. Yeah. I mean, they filmed for quite some time, but then I wonder like, is it just kind of like, the housewives all-stars formula in terms of let's get them someplace for a limited time and pump out a few episodes and then just like move on. Right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't the length of summer that they filmed. It was like what a couple weeks probably. I think it was like 17 days, 17 days. Yeah. It was just over two weeks. You just can't get as much content as you can in a full three months Mm -hmm. or whatever that you're filming summer house. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see this. I mean, we still have, like, it's so weird now in the um, the filming schedule we have now that they have wrapped on Summer House before Winter House airs. Yeah. And Winter House filmed before the Summer House reunion aired, Exactly, right? yes. So we're in this, like, Fast and the Furious universe where, like, I don't know <laughs> if you guys watch the Fast and the Furious movies, but, like, three of those movies happened, like, before in the chronology before, like, part three. Oh, Because it, okay. like, doubles back on itself or whatever. Okay. And, like, for a while there, it was just like, are we caught up with part three yet? And they're like, nope, we're still not caught up. Yeah. And that's sort of how the Summer House reunion feels like that. It's like we still haven't reached that point. That time I've yet. never watched fast and furious but i do remember where i was when paul walker died and oh. it was with you dan yeah i know we worked together at that time we were in a we were in a car going from um Lincoln cave to to williamsburg yeah um i feel like i don't know how they get into the spirit to fight over what happened last summer when conceivably new things have transpired that would affect yeah those feelings Right. Yeah. Well, especially because so often, like you saw it on Beverly Hills this year, like yeah. new new conflicts happen because of what happens in the reunion. So all yeah. of a sudden you're going to be dealing with like, we're, you know, going back to old conflicts and, mm-hmm. and that reunion was so uh, ill-tempered and like mm-hmm. there were so many like bad feelings, you know, cruising around that whole reunion. Yeah. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, it actually makes my brain hurt trying to think about it. I was sitting here while y'all were talking, and I was like, I can't even wrap my head around where we are and where we're about to be. I think that's yeah. a better place to be than to overthink yeah. it. That's probably true. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. Um, one other big item this week was that we got two an- departure announcements out of the Real Houses of Atlanta. Both all stars. Well, well, Cynthia's an all star. Oh, no, right. Kenya's the all-star not Yes, Right, 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 right. What they do have in common, though, is they have both filmed shows that will air on Bravo after this departure announcement. Right. Or Peacock, yeah. Yeah. So first came Cynthia announcing that she was leaving, and she's been there even longer than End of an era. Yeah. Yeah. End of an era. Started with a wedding, ending with a wedding. I love that. That's a perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect that's circle. a good arc. That's a good arc yeah. for Cynthia. I mean, I like I did love Cynthia for so long, but I was one of the people that really could not stand her this past season with like the the 10 10 20 20. 
wedding. Anne's like the COVID shit. You yeah. hated her. I hated yes. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my thing with Atlanta, my deep dark secret with Atlanta, and it's also the case with New Jersey, is mm. I got so freaked out by the flouting of uh, yeah. pandemic decorum yeah. that I couldn't watch either one of those seasons. I will almost certainly go back and watch those seasons eventually. Yeah. And like, for whatever reason, it bothered me less with like Beverly Hills and like all the subsequent seasons. But like, we were too in the thick of it at that point, watching Atlanta and watching them just sort of just like publicly gather or like the New Jersey people like rolling up to a in-person event and just yeah. like, we're going to take off our masks now. And I don't, I, I didn't trust them that they were being safe. And in New Jersey, they barely acknowledged it, which like, and I know that this is bad and what the producers wanted, but it like made it more watchable for yeah, me. Yeah. That's what they wanted. That's absolutely yeah. what yeah. the producers wanted. But yeah. I think the problem is that those two seasons aired while things were getting really bad. And yes. they mm-hmm. happened to have been filming them when it was probably safer for them to be doing whatever they were doing, you know? Right. So, but right. like, but right. There was no way for them to know how it was going <laughs> to play out. Right. And it's interesting how much like where we are at in our own lives will affect our ability to like consume it. Totally. Because like Beverly Hills, although the thing that makes me good with Beverly Hills is those women are so sort of cloistered and separated from like the world around them yeah. that I like totally believe that they exist in their own little like bubble of their own. Making. Yeah. And, like, well, I mean, that, like that, you look at this vacation, they're the only ones staying in that hotel. That's, that's, that's been, that has been the case almost all season is yeah. everything that they're doing is just like totally isolated. And yet half the cast, half the cast of Beverly Hills did end up getting COVID. <laughs> well, that is also true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's so, so, so much, of like where you are at as a viewer mm-hmm. at the moment where I just, I couldn't handle it. My guy, yeah. my nerves couldn't take it. So I'll go back. Yeah. So the other departure is, as we mentioned, Portia, which yeah. she's coming off of filming a spinoff right now and being part of Bravo's chat room, which they were kind of like testing out again uh, in August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder like, I, and then Andy commented on Portia's announcement saying that he felt like this was a pause as well. A la Dorinda. I would believe it. Yeah. And the thing, the interesting thing about Portia is one of the housewives phenomenons that I always like to, to clock is when one of them will get a spinoff and everybody else gets really jealous and tries mm-hmm. to like tear them down. And so Portia's kind of like skipping out on that part where she's just like, she's getting the spinoff, but she's not going to be around for the teardown season while everybody well, I mean, tries. That sorry, was season three. Sorry. That was season three of Roni. Bethany oh. was moving on with her life and Jill 100%. got jealous and it made iconic television. So exactly. it's kind of sad that we're missing out on that though. I think, I think I don't know if that would work in 2021 where we're seeing these people get spinoffs and it's not necessarily working that well. Like people don't want to see these people alone. They want to see them as part right. of the ensemble. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think I, I'm sad to see Portia go, but at the same time, like I, I, what was not working for me on Atlanta was Kenya versus Nini. There was, it was an impasse. They were never going to like right. hang out, film, want to film together, right. speak to each other in the same room. And we were kind of at the same place with Portia and Kenya at this point. So like, you can't have both. You can't have Kenya and either right. Nini or uh, Portia at this point. 
Right. And it's interesting that they just put their chips in on Kenya, which I do kind of get. But it also, it does speak to the fact that, like, that so many people would just be like, I'm not doing anything if I have to do it with Kenya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it really kind of speaks to Kenya. Yeah. There. And what I was, re- yeah. what I was reading about with Cynthia is that I like you get to the point with some of these women where they've been on for so long that their paycheck is so big that yes. they can pay for three other housewives with right. the paycheck of one right. woman. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Cause I think Sheree's coming back at like a reduced like, you know, they keep cutting Sheree often enough that they can just like bring her back in at like a rookie salary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm happy Sheree's coming back though. I am I'm always too. happy when Sheree comes back. One yeah. of my favorites of all time. It'll be fun. I, th- I I think it'll be interesting for her to come back in a season where we are now going to be having, from what I've seen, three new people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. I like these like revamp seasons. They're yeah. always really interesting. They don't always work, but like they always have some promise that like you could have just like really fun new blood in the show. And it looks like we're getting a lot of them this year. We're getting it in OC definitely. We're getting it in oh. Atlanta and then we'll probably get it in New York again. Yeah. I would not be surprised if it's like everybody knew, but Dorinda is back and mm. like, it would be a gag if it was everybody knew but Dorinda and Ebony. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, wow. That would be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so interestingly enough, while like we're t- talking about those uh cities that are struggling, we have three housewife cities that are probably all performing like at their best. The right three now. best ones are airing right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, why don't we start with Potomac and I'm going to lay down the gauntlet and say this is up there for me with like a best standalone episode with mm-hmm. yeah. Rony season seven when they go to Atlantic City. Because the Atlantic City trip all takes place within one episode. And yeah. everything that you need from this episode takes place in it without needing a to be continued or right. too, too much context like outside of the episode. Yeah. And there's where like there's good arguments, there's good like like production choices. Like there's some funny edits Mm -hmm. that one part where Giselle says something about how Candace's music video shoot was in a parking lot. So it wasn't that high end. And then they immediately cut to like the long shot of like (laughs) the construction at Giselle's house, which is so funny. And then there was like the really sweet part about, I texted a friend of mine. I was just watching. I was like, I love watching Candace interact with Giselle's kids. Like that's so sweet to me. Like watching all of the other women kind of like be like, good people again whenever like Giselle's kids kind of come by because like how do you not how you know do you not be sweet to those girls yeah um and then you had like good fights like you had good arguments at that feel like we're going someplace with uh-huh. some stuff like exactly. we're, obviously we're moving towards the Candace Mia salad throwing moment mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. you know barreling forward for that yeah and i so this episode I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me on this. I've been listening to you guys talk about Potomac mm-hmm. and I'm trying to gauge the levels of Giselle feeling. And I feel like, Oh, well, I'll let oh. Brendan take the floor for that. <laughs> I am a very big Giselle apologist and I'm oh, very, I, am... I know, I know we are kindred in this, Brendan. I'm very happy. But Good. This I episode... thought you were about to drag me to hell. Oh my no, God. No, no, no. I am very much here for Giselle. 
this episode kind of proved to me why, which is, first of all, I think the Giselle Karen feud works so much better than any other similar feud on Housewives Mm -hmm. because they both at some level are in on it. They're both at some level know that like they are putting on a show and they are putting on and there's real feelings there. So it's not like fake, but they are putting on a show for the masses. And I refuse to believe that Karen is oblivious to (laughs) when her behavior gets super extra and crazy like this. And I think she just rolls with it. Like the whole, you know, the vaccination thing and how she was feeling a little loopy. (laughs) She was probably feeling loopy, but she was also like, she was rolling with it. And I got to point out the fact that it sounded as though Karen was getting her vaccine after Several of the other women already had. It sounds like she was the last one in the group to get her second dose. And I would have sure. thought she would have been the first. <laughs> right, exactly. Wait, so back to Giselle and yes. why she's so good. <laughs> no, and this might be just me like being so much of like a blind stand that like I'm making up theories. Okay. The fact that she allowed for this party to happen in her driveway in front exactly of that this. construction site. Yes. Damn well knowing how these women are, <laughs> yes. I feel like she was like, That's I'm taking one favorite. for the team in order to make like some icon- iconic television. Well, we all remember on Atlanta, the Chateau Charest, um, what did Kenya Moore Manor, the Chateau Charest Moore Manor yeah. like drama. And it, that one always felt like both of those women were trying to keep the cameras away as much as possible to like maintain some illusion that everything was fine. Right. And like Mm -hmm. they were, and they were sniping at each other. What I love about Giselle is Giselle will just like open her doors and the cameras and you can see, and you and she opens herself up and she knows like, she's not stupid. She knows that her place looks like a disaster. I will say when they started to do the little tour of like showing Candace around and whatever, I can see the good place that is going to be lurking underneath these renovations. I oh, don't, I'm still you? haven't, I still haven't given that bathroom. Looks Joe, cute. I thought that bathroom looked cute. Joe, but like, what about like the parts of the house that are like completely done with the purple walls and oh, like the, the un- dorm room couch? Unforgivable. Also the location of that house is insane. Like everything about that house is insane. Yeah. Um, Maybe I was I just say, being oversold on the bathroom. That's a good point. I think the front entrance evens out. Like, the front entrance yeah. that's being built evens out the house. Yes. Because, like, before it was just, like, a lopsided disaster. The front entrance will at least even it out a little bit. It's still a mess, yeah. but that's yeah. why we love her. Yeah. But I think I like that Giselle is not so up her own ass that she has to, like, maintain. Like, she can just allow this tacky house and her tacky wardrobe to just like be on full display she can be out walking around in a tracksuit and fuzzy slippers and she doesn't care like she's it's not that she doesn't care it's that she i think she really again knows that she's putting on a show and there's just a difference that some of these other women try so hard to manicure their lives which is why the thing with jamal is so frustrating with her Mm. Because Mm -hmm. that's the one area in her life where she's really, really trying to control it. And I also sympathize with that because that has so much to do with her girls. And the thing I love the best about Giselle is that her kids seem fantastic. And whatever she's doing with those kids, it's working. Mm -hmm. So I do get why that's the one area of her life she's really trying to like lock down. But 
everything else about her I think the the performative shadiness is very funny to me. And that's why I'm frustrated with Wendy, who doesn't seem to be willing to roll with it. And Wendy feels like she needs to, like, go so personal as a reaction. This is why the thing with Robin is going so south. Because, like, Wendy immediately went to your relationship with with, uh, Juan is fake or non-existent. And, like, that's too far to me. That's too below the belt for good time, fun time. And I think it just brings things to an unpleasant level. I'm not a huge Wendy fan this season. Oh, okay, okay. See, I thought, like, you know, listen, Giselle, it's fun, and it's so over the top, but, like, I was kind of with Team Ascala here in terms of she was the voice of reason saying, like, you can't say this and expect her to, like, sit there and be like, I was impressed with Ascala (laughs) for speaking up at that moment. I was, that was, that was, the moment that kind of sold me on a scala was just like, Oh, she's gonna, she's going to have a little bit of a backbone here and just sort of like say what she thinks is going on. Cause she wasn't wrong. I yep. still appreciate, yeah. you know, the, the green eyed bandits for, <laughs> for all the work. I'm team. I'm team in the middle with this one, I think, because yeah. like, I know that the green eyed bandits were being really messy by having that be the last question. Yes, they were. I also agree that like, I don't, I don't know if Wendy's, taking it too seriously i don't know it's like about her marriage so that's like i think she's playing it all wrong though this is the thing with wendy is if wendy if wendy didn't go nuclear right away i think her going so over the top angry right away only makes it seem like there's fire where there's smoke Um, you know what i mean like i I, you have to remember that she was just told that she was not going to be allowed to use the bathroom (laughs) Okay, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, like, I think first of all, her even show like that's the thing. I don't like. I think this is just how Wendy fights. Like when right. when when Giselle and Karen fight, it's like ha ha ha, like boop, 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 like right. like whatever. But like you know, I think Wendy fights. She's gonna go for it, and like at this point, Giselle and Robin should know what to expect if they're gonna go after. Like they already right. experience, yeah. quote unquote, Zen Wen. So like we squash it last Zen week, Wen. and yeah. you know how I'm going to react, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I will say, Robin, in this instance of the Green Bandits as being the more attack person, well, Robin uh, has and... not forgiven Wendy. Robin is still so mad at Wendy, and I do kind of get it because. Robin's in a bad place and I feel mm. very bad for her. Like yeah. Robin, like far be it for me to be like armchair psychologist, but like Robin's depressed. Like Robin is going through it. And from what we've seen of Juan, he's not being, this is my least favorite Juan season. And I, I love yeah. Juan Dixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do wish Juan Dixon was here right now. Um, <laughs> but um, look behind you. <laughs> <laughs> but he has not been very supportive. And I think going after Robin's marriage is yeah. just, she's not going to forgive her for that one. Like she's. Yeah. I think, but you, you know, you, you know who Robin has to blame for this? Giselle. Cause Giselle's the one who wrote all the questions. Robin was like, you got to let them use the bathroom. Like you can't. Yes. Start right, yes. Like right, right. So yes. like since Robin's the package deal with Giselle, like Giselle's antics is, is causing Wendy to go after both of them. Okay, but, but to me, the bathroom thing was such such obvious comedy <laughs> that for Wendy to take it seriously, 
This is my problem with Wendy across the okay. whole season. Yeah, is yeah. taking it so seriously just makes it like taking the initial accusations about Eddie yeah. so seriously just made it look like she has something to hide. Just I would have never believed the thing about Eddie until she reacted that way. Mm. And now I'm like, well, maybe something is going mm. on. Because like, I don't know. I think she's playing it wrong. And to me, sometimes, Dan, you have to listen to Giselle. Because if you didn't listen to Giselle, we would be hosting this party in like some random <laughs> venue. But like, what makes it iconic is it oh. being in a driveway. Oh, yeah, no, of course. With <laughs> construction workers working through the day. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, I'm actually like team everybody. Like, yeah, same. You're putting on a great show, everyone. Congratulations. I'm not bored. I'm not like angry at anyone. I'm having a good yeah. time. You know? <laughs> Can we all agree that like Candace's best season ever is this season? Yes, I'm, yes, I'm yes. such a Candace fan. I'm very, very happy with with my feelings for Candace. Have right you now. have you streamed Deep Space? <laughs> no, because I want to continue to <laughs> be not a, Candace not a fan. fan. Not a fan. <laughs> No, I feel like my being a Candace fan is very much dependent on me not listening to, okay, her, okay. to her music. I mean, I but... gotta say, I streamed it and I am a stan. Like, she is an actual musician, so that's that's my take. On it's it. actually, it's actually like good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like not like we're making fun of it, like a yes. housewife song. It's mm-hmm. like that's all actual right. music. I'm happy with that. I should yeah. go listen to it. Yeah. How yeah. do we feel about her speaking about going the low road, like? bringing the bringing it to Mia's mom's place like well she doesn't know she doesn't know okay yeah, yeah. so and that's she, just a standard issue like your mama re- yeah re- exactly re- like right. she, then, she i think that's been her defense online and other okay. people have i think supported that defense and i and what's interesting right now is there's a lot of online stuff going on right now with mia like mia, mia has lost her mind online oh mia's on a planet that is not our own and she that's been the case i feel like from the very beginning with mia yeah um and she went after escala and escala got her so good that mia had to say fire her social media manager manager because it was not in line with her brand (laughs) fire fire the part of herself that wrote that (laughs) i i i mean so much as I occasionally enjoyed, especially messy Candace, mm-hmm. like what the is it? Where does your money come from, Roach? What was the what was the oh, tweet yeah, when yeah, Monique yeah. was was in labor? Oh, no, I will when, still when Ashley was yeah yeah yes when Ash sorry when Ashley was in labor. Um, I will still break out the Roach line to friends <laughs> and text just yeah. because it's so good and. Candace going after Ashley will never not be funny to me. The moment this season when she called her a filthy milkmaid in that interview <laughs> clip will live oh on God. in my memory forever. It's Wait, so funny. When Candace was like, when when Ashley was chiming in and Candace was like, well, you were not there, beloved. <laughs> yes, <laughs> beloved. And then she said, your wide face ass. I don't like that part of no, all of them, but I do like wrong. beloved. It's totally wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but Ashley also, Ashley knows exactly what she's doing at all times. And like Ashley is like A plus champion pot stirrer. So oh, yeah. she always she kind of deserves what she gets. Like she's, she orders it up and Candace mm. shows up for delivery with yeah. a Domino's pizza. The like, thing about like all of these women for the most part are so fucking good at their jobs. Yes. It's so insane. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think also the other thing with Candace is I love spending time at home with her and like yeah. Mama Dot. And like having total <laughs> amnesia woman. from the parking lot 
music video shoot was Karen pulling her aside and being like, your mic is on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was so funny to me. Like all of that stuff. And like, I'm kind of psyched for Candace. Like the thing last week where Wendy was like, I don't think Mia's ever, uh, ever contended with uh, aggressive Candace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I am excited for next week. Um, Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. It looks as though, Giselle and Robin are not on this trip. So I'm curious to see yeah. how those dynamics play out. Yes. I know. Yeah. I was hoping that they like just found all the footage that didn't involve Giselle and Robin from the <laughs> trip and they're actually going to show up, but I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So iconic, iconic episode of Potomac. Let's yes. kick it over. Hop on the ski bike over on Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um, this is the first episode that we actually are getting most of the women in the same room. Yeah. But before we get to that, like, ice fishing scene... Uh, I oh, by s- same room, you mean same lake? Same lake, same... Right. Uh, same frozen <laughs> lake, exactly. Right. Same um, bed of snow. Yes. But we did have, like, a bunch of really interesting scenes. The one that really jumps out to me is um, Mary Cosby and her son meeting for the first time over grilled cheese. <laughs> meeting for the first time. <laughs> I mean, like, her explaining how to pray over the grilled cheese and then, like, just wanting to enlist him in the army right <laughs> right away. I know. What is going on here? <laughs> I will say, I know, Dan, you don't partake in the art of grilled cheese, but that did look like a particularly good grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. It did look yeah. good, yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. Even though I can't even eat it, I still think it looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're an appreciator. You can appreciate the aesthetics yes. of a good grilled yeah. cheese. I like that. I'm but but that. also, speaking of Mary... Like the thing of her going over to Meredith's house for the fashions and then seemingly becoming best friends with Brooks in between seasons. Wild. Also like, but also makes all the sense in the world because (laughs) what are you going to bond over? Their only thing that they have to bond over is shit talking about Jen. So like, clearly like that is the appeal for both of them is that they have found the other person who likes to shit talk Jen as much as they do. That is a fun thing. If you find someone you mutually don't yeah. really like with someone, that is a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Um, Mary dragging Meredith, not dragging, but like kind of refusing to comment, but in a shady that way about dragging. Meredith's fashion. Yeah, it was dragging. Yeah, yeah. I I think that Meredith is the best dressed. Uh, yeah, Probably. I think so. Probably. I mean, she does wear a lot of blazers, but who doesn't like a blazer? Sure. I watched a lot of Rosie O'Donnell in the 90s. <laughs> you learned how to appreciate a good blazer. We all yeah. I would judge them every day. I was like, hmm, not the best, Rosie. Maybe this next time. This is like time. a B-minus blazer. Yeah. 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 Maybe better tomorrow. Okay, our new friend, Jenny. I gotta say, this does feel like a cooked-up family storyline, but it's so, so dark in terms of, like, revealing the number of miscarriages and like yeah. problematic cesarean sections that she's had. Like it's like, you're really throwing your hun- husband under the bus for a story between the two. Well, of you. And like, and right away too, you almost want to just like pull her aside and be like, you are brand new. You don't need to do this. Yet. Like you're, <laughs> well, I your mean, spot is secure at the moment. She was happy like, to do so her first episode when she called him ugly. Yeah. True. Yes. Also Even though that. I think he's very attractive. I do too. I don't know why she felt like she had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Although like, I mean, he, like the attractiveness kind of left in terms Fades, of if, if, yeah. if I'm, if I'm taking this conversation at face value, 
this man's a monster. <laughs> but, sure. sure. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, he could run a successful TikTok account where he's like cracking people's backs. Yeah. And people would find him like attractive and they would get H word. That whole thing where like Lisa brought her children over and just like, oh yeah. It was just like, go like crack, like whatever, like chiropractic, chiropractic, whatever the noun mm-hmm. version of that is, mm-hmm. is such a sketch. Yeah. practice anyway that like i've always i was so eyebrow raisy at lisa just like serving her children up for that i know in front of tv cameras uh, hopefully no chiropractors are listening and if so that was our guest not us <laughs> a five-star review did i ruin a sponsorship for you guys from uh, from a chiropractic no. agency yes. Chi- chiropractor strippers llc was gonna sponsor <laughs> this episode um but speaking of lisa and this dips into the preview for next week. That that's like wasn't the preview, but like a the first look or whatever. Lisa Barlow is kind of like the producer, narrator, yeah. controller of story yeah. for especially the season. Well, she's definitely trying to orchestrate whatever the Meredith Jen conflict is, and that's been the driving force of the season so far and seems like it will continue to be. Yeah. So yeah. she's definitely put herself in like the Geppetto position for that. But even um last year at the reunion, it kind of came out that she was the one who pulled everyone into the show. She was like kind of the organizer. Right. Who like yeah. brought like Heather in, even though they didn't really get along and that kind of thing. Like the Jill Zarin of this franchise so she brings in jenny this year and then the preview clip for next week is a friend of that is getting a confessional off off the the bat bat. we meet we we meet her we go into her house and then she gets a confessional in that scene that's zero that's zero to 60 right there yeah i mean like a had to wait weeks and weeks for like a two-second confession weeks i think it was a whole episode before i knew her name like i was just like oh it's just like new girl i didn't know that she had a name yeah the way escala was introduced was so weird because we assumed that she was like someone who worked for robin literally i was like oh robin's assistant like what's going what's happening yeah yeah um i guess besides that like where Jen is the one who is planning this little ice fishing thing. Uh-huh. So yes. like, she's trying to get all the women in, which is interesting, like pinning it on her. Cause like, you're not going to guarantee Mary or Meredith's attendance. If, right. Like, she's the one hosting, right. which event. is why it felt like Lisa was doing a lot of heavy lifting to yeah. like literally like drag Meredith to this event. Yeah. But this feels like it should be a Heather gay hosted events. Yeah. They all do. Cause it's like, they all, it's all like, the events feel like yeah. they should be hosted by Heather. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, we did spend some time at, at home with Heather and the kids. Yes. And that was interesting. I mean, th- like this stuff I like cause it, it's only going to happen here in Salt Lake city in terms of like the Mormonism and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting to watch. I like being with the gay daughters. I also, we were at, um, <laughs> we were at beauty lab or whatever. And did you notice the sign that said live laugh lab? Yes, 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 yes. It's pretty good. Very home good, Z. Pretty good. Very, yeah. Okay, so let's get to the ice fishing. Yes. This, I gotta say, like, kudos to coming up with this event, because it's not a uh, a escape It's not a typical, it's not a white party. It's not a, you know, your your ho-hum housewives-y event. Yeah, it's something we've not seen before, for sure. Um, And... I got like it was interesting watching them 
some of them interact for the first time since the reunion, like mm-hmm. Lisa going in for the hug with Heather and uh, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jenny is just so excited to be there and like giving 200% to every scene she is. <laughs> I know later in this, later in this scene, like her behavior, I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lot. Um, so we get Meredith Marks walking in from the distance, <laughs> which I did love the cinematography of her, like fast forward walking up to them. Yeah. I know it's like trying to make an entrance without like <laughs> trying to make like a surprise entrance, but like all you have is an open lake of snow. Yeah. Sad. Um, I, I'm glad we got this sit down and this confrontation. And obviously Jen Shaw is nuts, but mm-hmm. I, but I do feel like Meredith could have like tamed the conversation a little bit better. <clears throat> like, I don't yeah. think she, like, I think she was just getting so worked up herself that mm-hmm. it's very easy to like combat with Jen Shaw is saying because it's none of it makes any sense, right? So, well, Meredith is falling a little bit into a trap that a lot of housewives fall into, which is she knows she has the moral upper hand, yeah. so she's going to like play that for all it's worth, and mm-hmm. it, the temptation is so easy to overplay it. And it's sort of what happened with crystal a little bit on Beverly Hills mm-hmm. with the Sutton thing after a while. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. like, I, th- you know, you're maybe overdoing it and like it's, you can't defend Jen on like multiple levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but my problem with Meredith is, and like the Meredith Brooks thing, especially mm-hmm. is it, you it's one of those like you can't have it both ways thing it's like either brooks is off limits and anything jen says about him is off limits and uh anything that is mentioned about his you know demeanor or sexuality or whatever is absolutely like hands off and how dare you and -hmm. if that is the case then meredith should stop putting him in her scenes because all she's doing is inviting that kind of commentary on him from the greater wider world Mm -hmm. when he hasn't even figured out who he is yet. Yeah. If that's, if that's the line that she's going to go with, then putting him on TV to me is, uh, is bad news. But if it's the other thing, if it's Brooks is living out every, you know, alleged Twink's dream of his mom being a housewife on Bravo and is sort of like, and is having his, you know, tracksuit line and is living it up and whatever, and is a Bravo TV star, uh-huh. then he's playing the game. Do you know what I mean? I do think like those are, those are arguments that are being definitely made in terms of like the different ways of looking at this. Yeah. Um, but Brendan, what were you going to say? I get what you mean as far as like an outside view, but like coming from Meredith's point of view, like this person who's her castmate and I guess former friend at this point, like 
I think Meredith is perfectly fine with like the world's talking about Brooks, probably not perfectly fine, yeah. but like has gotten over that. But like when it's like in the inner circle of her castmate and quote unquote, former friends, right. that's where it becomes like the issue. Like, totally. why are you engaging with this when you like know him? And Jen's whole thing is like, I, I mean, Brooks's comments about like her private parts weren't great. I'll give her there that. Were really? Uh, like, I keep sticking on that too. Like, not that it makes Jen in the right, but like that was gross as shit and should. Yeah. And it's like, it's very typical. Like it harkens back to the way that um, men talk about women in general. Yes. No matter their orientation. Uh, So that wasn't good, but it's also like Jen keeps on keeping on online, whether it be her social media person (laughs) or not. Right. And so, like, that's not great as well. Yeah, she needs to pull a Mia and fire her social media manager. The good news for Jen is we're not going to be talking about this before too long because we're going to be talking about her uh, her FBI investigation. So, so exactly. Originally, um, Jen Shaw's next court date was supposed to be um, in mid October, and then it got adjourned. I want to say like into next year. So I feel like there's a world where like, I don't know how the rest of the season plays out, but there's a world where I could see them wanting to squeeze in another season with her. For sure. Yeah. They're going to want to get as much as they can out of it. Yeah. Like having her on like post indictment. So (laughs) all this legal stuff is like, is gold for uh bravo because like this is the only thing keeping like the people watching at this point yeah yeah uh yeah so that's salt lake city we're three episodes in i'm i'm curious to see like where the turning point of the like the arrest is because <laughs> i because i feel, feel like that's going to be like the before the arrest and after right. the right i don't want to have to wait too 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 long for it because we're gonna end yeah. up getting impatient so yeah, I hope for sure. Soon. Same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's chat about something that we had to be a little impatient on, which was pump rules. Cause they were on a very long break since the last episodes aired, but here we are a revamped refreshed. Um, many cast members have been, <laughs> it's amazing how many cast members they got rid of. And it still feels like there's so many cast members. Yeah. It still feels like there's just so many of them. And it's not even new people. They only really, the only really new person added is uh, Aquaman yeah. boyfriend. Brock uh, Davies. Brock. Brock. Yeah. Joe, is how he do Australian? You feel about... Is that the accent? What's going on there? Oh, yeah. Australian. He's Australian, yeah. He's Australian. Okay. Um, Joe, how do you feel about this refresh, is maybe what I'll call it? So, yeah, the fact that we're getting the season at all is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, Lisa Vanderpump herself seemed pretty triumphant about it and seemed <laughs> this is sort of her lone Bravo show now. Yeah. yeah. So good for her. I mean, I think the narrative that like we needed the restaurant business in order to have a show is only to justify Lisa Vanderpump's existence on the show. Yeah, right. most of this episode wasn't taking place inside of a restaurant. <laughs> right. It's true. They got that one scene. Yeah, but it does feel like a lot of the season yeah. arc is going to be 
Tom Sandoval versus Katie. And yeah. that is all predicated on them opening this new sure. horribly named restaurant <laughs> that do we think he do we think Sandoval genuinely wanted to call it Schwartz and Sandy's, or do you think that was totally ginned up for like TV conflict? They announced that that's the final one. I saw on TV.com. Yeah. That is psychotic. Yeah, I know. Absolutely psychotic. Mm -hmm. They should have gone gone with the Katie Maloney bar and grill as introduced last season. Yes. I would have gone for that. (laughs) I would go, I would go to the Katie Maloney bar and grill way, way, way more easily than I would go to Schwartz and Sandy's. Yeah. I'd be there every week, maybe every night. Maybe every night. I go, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Go watch Drag Race there. Yeah. Okay. So it's the place to be. For me, I'm like kind of sad to be here. <laughs> it's a little sad. Like everyone, yes. everyone makes me sad. I don't feel like anyone really likes each other, even though they seemingly right. do hang out all together. Plus the evicted uh, cast members as well. Right. Like in group settings where that was happening so much over the past year that it was like, are they going to just force themselves back onto this show? Did you see on Instagram or whatever, Ariana threw some shade at Lala for yes. posting photos of her with like Stassi and Jackson, whatever. And Kristen. Yeah. 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 So it's messy. I guess like it's a combination of that. Plus like, I don't, okay. So these people are missing and we're still friends with them, but I don't even buy you guys being friends. And maybe that's just like, yes, a different, like a different kind of. Well, I haven't bought Sheena being friends with these people for like several seasons. None of them seem to like Sheena at all. Yeah. She's always trying to glom onto the new kids. Mm -hmm. It does bum me out. This is going to sound terrible. Mm. It bums me out that Sheena and Lala are having babies because like, (gasps) I don't like babies being a part of this universe okay oh i thought you were going somewhere else oh yeah (laughs) no i just like i just feel like this whole like that it's such a toxic environment i'm just like let's leave babies out of this i don't know i see what you're saying yeah for sure Um, no i mean to dan your point i think it's like i think it's kind of the premiere made it clear that the center of the friend group that we're supposed to be talking about isn't present. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like it seems to me that Stasi was probably, is probably still the center of at least part of this friend group as yeah. far as like Katie goes, Lala goes, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So like the fact that she's missing and I'm not advocating for her to come no, back. No. I'm just saying right. it's not working because their friend group isn't whole on this show. And right. like the person that connects them isn't here. Yeah. Right. Which is why I do feel like the restaurant thing, the restaurant angle is now very necessary because it at least ties Schwartz, Sandoval, Katie and Ariana mm-hmm. into a business venture together that they like can't escape. Well, I do like seeing Katie and Ariana in the title card in their little thrones next yeah. to Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that is nice. Because they're the two, they're the two on the show that I'm like, y'all could actually maybe potentially be okay people in a world. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I the the quickness with which my hatred for Tom Sandoval came rushing back <laughs> and filled me with with vim and energy was like it was so quick. It was literally that first shot of him and Schwartz riding in on the dumb little scooter yeah. with the sidecar in their and green their cable knit sweaters. I was like, and Schwartz is whatever. Like, yeah. I mostly think Schwartz is cute, but problematic. Sandoval 
drives me up the wall. See, and I, it's the other way around for me. Really? Yeah. I feel like Sandoval, yes, he's corny. Yes, he's annoying. But like, so I feel like he's a pretty good and considerate person in general. Whereas, Except when it comes to his grudge against Katie. That's always like a thing. Well, this is how he ends up talking to most women, yeah. though. Okay. And I know that, like, in this context, most women also include Stasi and Kristen. Like, they're, they have their own problems. But, like, he can't seem to have a disagreement with any of the women on the show without, mm-hmm. like, going into this, like, really bratty, entitled super angry tone like he can't have Mm -hmm. a civil disagreement with katie he has to like go to absolutely nuclear yeah over everything and it really it really makes me feel like he's a bad person but also like schwartz has poured drinks on top of women's heads more than his wife (laughs) including his wife it is true (laughs) i know well that's why like to me i guess i'm more i'm distracted by it seems as though of if you were to put any two people on this show together in a room, the best two that seem to like each other the most are Sandoval and Ariana. Um, yes. In terms mm-hmm. of like, they respect each other. They like enjoy each other's company. Whereas mm-hmm. like Schwartz and Katie, I can't even like picture them <laughs> like with but cameras even, down. <laughs> was it last season or the season before where Ariana was trying to like, help him out with like mixology shit and he was being really really Mm. shitty to her Mm -hmm. like even that i was just like it's just it's yeah i don't know it's bad vibes for me yeah um and the corniness really doesn't help yeah so he thinks he's being so charming with all of this stuff and it's so corny i gotta say i gotta give uh sandoval and ariana credit for everyone was dragging them for having no furniture and they have one of the most beautiful interiors of a home, I would say, of like pump yeah. and housewives. So many chairs. So, there's so many places to sit. In their <laughs> fake little Valley Village neighborhood that yes. I still don't like. They, they invented a new one in the premiere. What the hell? What is it? Franklin Hills? Yeah, I do not that's know That's not that real. <laughs> that's, that's, that's new. They made it up. They keep making up new LA neighborhoods. Yeah. I don't know. Um. James is still as much of a psycho as ever. <laughs> uh, Have we reached he, the point with James where it's just like we're we're getting the same scenes over like over and over again? I feel like we've seen this scene with him and Lisa yeah. eight billion times. And the fact that it's like now with Max is wild to me. And it's like, do I want to be watching this? That was the most bizarre scene I've seen <laughs> on a Bravo TV show in a minute because it felt staged. And yet also, I kind of don't believe it was staged because why would Lisa preside over a scene that, well, first of all, why would James participate in a scene that makes it seem like he's a drug addict? Yeah. And why would Lisa preside over a scene where Max gets essentially called like a cuck or whatever? And, (laughs) but yet it was such an inauthentic argument between the two of them that like, I... I didn't know what was going on. The way James talked during that scene, I was like, he must be a regular listener of Joe Rogan. There's no other way. Oh, like, I believe it. That is his like favorite show it. in the world. It's yeah. like all this like alpha male, you've got to be the alpha male bullshit paired with whatever else is going on in his life. Ugh. Yeah. And because James is such a scrawn, like you could tell, like you could see him like buying into that as like a way to combat 
his whatever feelings of being like the skinny little, you know, whatever kid. I mean, in my mind, what this should have been was like, okay, this is my fantasy. Lisa, (laughs) Lisa, Lisa could still stick around. Sure. But it's like Tom and Tom and Katie and Ariana. They're kind of like the new Lisa and Ken, right? The fun uncles and aunts. Yeah. And we're bu- I texted this to you. The we're other building day. it out like around Charlie. Okay. Of sure, like yeah. all new people. Charlie XCX. I like hmm. bring Char- Charlie, bring all your friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Charlie, Charlie needs to have a friend who is um more normal than she is. Like Charlie's such a such an odd <laughs> personality. Sure. Like, that, like have somebody to like be a little bit more of like a normie than Charlie, okay. and like then I think you're, you're maybe on, and not Raquel who is like the like too much the other way. She's like mm. too like I don't know, quiet and chill and docile and all that sort of thing. So the pro- the problem here though with Vanderpump Rules and the way that it the way Vanderpump Rules came about, and they've talked about it, like Lisa's talked about it. Lisa brought basically a flow chart of all the people who were on season one and their relationships with one, in, with one another. They were like either roommates hooking up, had hooked up exes yeah. currently together, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The reason we might not be able to find a new cast in like who's currently working in her uh, restaurants is it has become Disney world for Bravo fans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you want to know who goes to work at the Disney world for Bravo fans, Bravo fans. Mm. Right. Right. So you're not going to get the magic that was season one, even if you're casting around Charlie or whatever, because it's all like people who probably watch these shows, probably are like the Jen Shaw's of uh, (laughs) Sir, and like think they know like what is what. Yeah. I just don't see the future of the show like with what we are doing in this premiere episode. (laughs) For sure. I mean, there's fun moments like like finding out that. the restaurant where Max and James got into their fight is a three minute walk from the Sutton concept owned by Sutton Strack. Mm. <laughs> that is nice to know. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I think that is the perfect segue. Let's go hang out with Sutton Strack over in Let's. Beverly Hills. Now, My least likely fave Sutton mm-hmm. Strack. Like, oh, what's okay, going okay. on here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I- so shocked at how much it's not even that I like Sutton. I'm just so relieved whenever she's on the screen nowadays because yeah. she's the only person with the exception of Garcelle, who's like my actual fave. Mm. Yeah. Queen. Um, but like, it's such a relief that Sutton is at least like cutting through the Erica bullshit that everybody else is swimming in. I gotta say the what like I am loving the era of Sutton's red dress confessional I just, yes. I just wish yes. it was a more iconic look for her. It's not her best yeah. look. So, like, given that she's giving really a, an amazing performance in that confessional yes. setup, I just wish, like, it was more, like, I don't know. It's just not my favorite. But, I mean, I will say, like... To compare to Taylor Swift's red era, I mean, not necessarily her most memorable look, mm, but right. her most memorable material. Yes, yes, yes. So, like, yeah. it, in every confessional, <laughs> Sutton is doing the Housewives version of All Too Well. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. I buy that. I buy that. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm enjoying that we're still here on this trip. 
Um, Kathy, when they did that flashback to four hours earlier, yeah. I was so gagged because I was like, it's oh only God. been four hours <laughs> since the middle of last episode. Yeah. Uh, Kathy's out for the count because down for the count because she like fell asleep during the sound bath. Sure. <laughs> and, I love that. And had to be sent away. So she's missing out on like our wine tour and all. Well, she was there for most of the wine tour, but she left early oh, yeah. compared to everyone. To, to go get her massage. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, I do feel like Crystal woke up this episode. I that, I wrote that down in my little <laughs> notepad. I was like, are we finally starting to see signs that Crystal is like seeing what's really going on here? And I feel like Crystal's on a journey where she's trying to figure out where she stands. Because... I think Snow in Pasadena was a little bit one step too far for Crystal. She's not buying it. Mm, she's not. But buying at some points, at some point, she's with the Mean Girls, and at some point, she's telling Sutton, "Hey, I'm really enjoying you." Yeah. And that seems genuine to me. I think Crystal, you could see it on her face that she's like a little bit surprised at how much she kind of enjoys spending time with Sutton right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas with Erica, even though I think it was a, like it was kind of frighteningly good acting when she was apologizing Mm. to Sutton on their little pier walk. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like, obviously very clearly and sincere. Sometimes walking on a pier brings people together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I did like the fact that like Sutton in her interview wasn't buying it as much as Erica in her interview was clearly like not meaning the apology. Mm -hmm. Like I'm glad that Sutton wasn't getting snowed by that moment. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone who is getting snowed is Pasadena. Well, Pasadena. (laughs) (laughs) All of Pasadena. And Lisa Renna. Like the way Lisa Renna is like cheering on. The performance of a lifetime by Erica, like <laughs> that, it was so embarrassing. First, the the part where Erica was being fun, quote unquote, yeah. fun at yeah. that one part, and the, all the other like Dorit and Kyle and Rena were just like, "You're so great, oh, Erica." Yeah. So that was embarrassing enough. But the part earlier when Erica wasn't there and yeah. they were sort of regaling Sutton and I think it was Garcelle or mm-hmm. maybe it was Crystal with the story of. Okay. The the car flip, uh, home invasion, yeah. burst mm-hmm. cornea story, and every and Rin is there punctuating every little flatly insane story point with all true, true, all true, true. all true, and yeah. I'm just like, you sound like a moron right here, and like you're making yeah. yourself look so bad, and then Dorit did the thing. Later, when they were in like a smaller conversation with Sutton, where Dreet was like, well, Erica did clear all that up. And it's mm. like, did she? Because yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't and think then, PK would say that. No. <laughs> and then Kyle pissed me off when the part where Erica was there and Erica was being all fun and everybody was cheering her on. Yeah. And then Kyle like immediately calls out Sutton. It's just like, Sutton's being so quiet, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It was such an asshole move to me because like Kyle was the one who made Sutton go out on that limb because none of the other ones are willing to do it. Like she's totally doing the Lisa Vanderpump move of getting the new girl to go out on the limb Mm -hmm. and say something that nobody else wants to say because they're too afraid to say it. And from the best or the worst. (laughs) And, but to then like, like needle Sutton about it, is so mean to me. Yeah. It's like, an, it's yeah. it's cruel. It's genuinely cruel. Yeah. And 
And it's also cowardly. That's the other thing is like, they all just come across as such cowards and they're so, they're so afraid of Erica. It's insane. What's interesting is how hard Kyle's finally going in her white pantsuit confessional. Yeah. Confessional. How did you know it was a pantsuit? Uh, you can tell. I could tell. I could. I got it's the spirit. It, like it, it has vibes. It gives pants. What if she vibes. was wearing like a randomly a mini skirt? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely the vibe for Kyle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, f- Garcelle. It's interesting because like, she, it, there are times where she's like doing the cheerleading, but then when she does the never have I ever robbed from someone, it's like, whoa. Oh my God. That was a green-eyed bandit move too. Yes. That was a, that was a very pointed question. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad someone's doing it. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. glad someone's, you know, uh, getting a little bit pointed in these things. When we're on the tennis court and, um, and Erica's talking to Kyle about the conversation with the lawyers and how oh Erica God. says, you know, I, I just, it's okay. Um, I'm, if I walk away with nothing from this, it's fine. And the attorney said, you know, that is the most courageous and brave thing I have ever heard. Oh my God. My like, jaw was uh... on the floor. <laughs> just this it's fucking the... Gryffindor over here. So brave. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beyond tone deaf. It's so like, ever, she's, and she's really becoming, I think, for when Sutton made her so mad, it really like emboldened her mm. to like, she's weirdly like owning her anger, which is all unjustified. Like yeah. all of this anger of hers is completely unjustified. And yet like, she's really, really like clasping onto it now. And mm. at, Oh, but that moment about the, my lawyer, my lawyer told me I was, <laughs> it was the most courageous thing he'd ever heard. I was, Ugh. Ugh. She's also being like gassed up at every turn by these women. Sure. Y'all mentioned yes. y'all mentioned that dinner or like the drinks the night before where they were like, like Erica's the funniest person we've ever met. It's like, yeah. have y'all met anyone? Do you have friends? Uh, right. Like, have you never like laughed with friends? Right. This is what normal people do. This like, is they like actually, baseline. Like, sit and laugh. <laughs> this is baseline behavior. This is like, like what, this is the norm. What losers? Yeah. Also, Erica's talking heads have become psychotically <laughs> like i almost feel to the point where i feel bad for the producer asking the questions because no, it's gotta the be so awkward it's gotta be so awkward to be in that emotional this. space well yes but like if i were face to face with erica jane making that kind of like that thing where she's like being really sarcastic mm. and mm-hmm. and then she'll like sort of like stop and just be like you know, just change faces essentially is so terribly frightening. I know, but this produ- whoever produces her is getting a raise from evolution. No, because you're right. They're like <laughs> bringing everything out in the psychotic. Her, way. her yeah. even her posture in the blue, um, the blue look that we're, yes. we're seeing this episode. She's kind of like slumped back. It's so strange. <laughs> it's so it's terrifying. Yeah, um, I do get why the other women are afraid of her, but also like. At, this is the thing from the previous episode that that like made me kind of crazy is at this point Kyle and Dorit were past the dinner where Kyle and Dorit and Maurice and and PK yeah. literally laughed yeah laughed at Erica's insane ridiculous story they know mm-hmm. that that's going to make it to air they know that they are on borrowed time with Erica yeah. like as soon as Erica sees that they are dead to her so so what are we holding on to at this point so I mean Kyle did 
go and watch Robin's Live with Kathy mm-hmm. and said that she and Erica are speaking and like it was not it was a bumpy part of their relationship, but that they have like moved past okay. it. Now the one thing I, I want to say with regard to that is I want to call for like a moratorium on housewives appearing on Watch What Happens Live after they've filmed the reunion and before we at least get a trailer. I want mm-hmm. some suspension of dis. I want to be able to wonder what's going on. Yeah. They give away too much on that. Yes, you're totally I, right. I hate that. Like where he's like, oh, like what happened during the reunion? Well, um, well, this happened, but like I don't want us to give too much away. <laughs> and then it's like enough, enough. You know what they should do? They should bring on former housewives in those spots to speculate mm, and just like have fun right. with it. Yes, yes. We don't get we. It's not like we're getting such good stuff out of those interviews that it counteracts how much it deflates yeah. the reunions to like, no, like knowing that Kyle and Erica are on good terms kind of deflates what we're going to see yes. in, you know, for the rest of the season and in the reunions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, Brendan, your idea is so good and I feel like it benefits everyone. It benefits the people who are no longer in the show. Cause like they get to keep their name out there. Like yes. they get an us weekly piece sure. or like a page six piece. And yeah. the ratings are probably going to be great because like the ratings when, not a housewife is on Watch Happens Live. Suck. Like, are not that great compared right. to when yeah. there's someone on. So, right. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. It's <laughs> like they'll have like Beanie Feldstein and like Ben Platt. <laughs> That's not going to get people watching. No offense because I love, I love the people versus OJ, not the people versus OJ. I love, <laughs> in, I love impeachment. Yeah. <laughs> but we do only have one episode left of Beverly Hills before. The reunion, a four-parter, which Andy revealed this week, which yeah. is our first time since that iconic. Now on the season the nine of Atlanta, film. Atlanta. <laughs> legendary. Um, so very excited for that. I want Candy to show up and just do the lies, the lies, the lies, Please. but about oh my Erica. God. <laughs> yeah. I want Phaedra to show up and say, "Now I'm the doggone villain." <laughs> wow! I'm so excited for Phaedra on All Stars too. I can't even tell. Ooh, you. I mean, All Stars too. I could do cartwheels over compared to give it, All Stars 1. Give it now. Ta- give it Taylor now. Taylor Armstrong woke up. She started using Instagram for the first time in six years <laughs> and unfollowed everyone except for 17 people and included in that 17 people are the All Stars 2. Legends Amazing. only. <laughs> wow. That one tweet that, and her, that was out last week where they're like, they're all fighting with each other. I was I so love that. Wow. Delicious. That's the perfect transition for our Freak of the Week this week. It is one Vicky Gunvalson It's clear that Jill Zarin is on this cast because there are leaks to the press left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Vicky Gumbelson is telling everybody on the All-Stars 2 cast, apparently, that if they got the COVID vaccine, they're going to die. To to which I say, yes, they are going to die. We all, all are going die. to die. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it going to be sad when one day we all die? And, and, Famous Vicky Gunvalson quote. Exactly, exactly. Um, the thing is, she must have gotten the vaccine in order to, one, appear on the show. And then, right. two, she was in New York City indoor dining. So unless she has a fake vax card. Which I'm not putting past her. I, Brendan, I 
don't I'm not convinced that she got the vaccine because like but how is she going to Cat's Deli a tourist trap is going to be the first place where they're going to be checking vax cards I, I just yeah I just don't know how vehemently they are checking it at every single location um so that's number one in terms of production I could imagine a world where she literally just had COVID like two weeks before filming so they're just mm-hmm. kind of like all right whatever um I do feel like you are you you hear a little bit here and there about how places that require like I think this was the case with the Cannes Film Festival although don't quote me on this uh, if I'm wrong and don't sue me anybody <laughs> um, but that at the Cannes Film Film Festival was requiring vaccinations but they would also accept a negative COVID mm, test mm. under like circumstances. Yeah. And so I feel like that was the rumor that like people, that's how certain people were getting around sure. having, you know, the uh, vaccine requirement. Yeah. And I see that for production side of it, but I'm, yeah. I've, a lot of places I've been to in New York city where you're sitting down, they are okay. asking for checks and she dined with her son who is pro vax and has dragged her <laughs> for not getting the vax. So I like kind of, would have expected him if she didn't have the vax to drag her again in that moment. Uh, I would say though, if there's any housewife who would illegally obtain a fake <laughs> vax card, it would be Vicky. For so, sure. yes. Uh, yeah. Just to round out her being the freak of the week this week, we learned that seemingly shortly before um, All Stars Two filmed, she and Steve Lodge, former candidate for the recall. Hmm. election of california governor they the two mm-hmm. of them have split yeah now she's engaged to gavin newsom <laughs> I, oh, <God>. just kidding <laughs> Please. political opportunist that she is <laughs> i yeah. i mean i i wonder like what the conversation is going to be around all stars Two when it airs and like these tirades hopefully like and i'm really hoping that we are so much in a better place in terms of Yes. COVID when this is airing in Knock the spring of 2022. March 2022. Um, when is All Stars 1? Uh, it is like th- like within the next two or three months. Like November. Yeah, November. November. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully like kind of hearkening back to our conversation earlier that we are in a good enough mental place to receive the insanity of Vicky Gunkelson on All oh, Stars yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Um, and then our one true queen this week is Sutton Strack covering on her Instagram Taylor Swift's meme. Beautiful <laughs> vocalist. Grammy incoming. I mean, like we should be <laughs> we should be uh, really celebrating Candace Dillard's uh, album, but like Sutton Strack's giving her uh, run for her money here. Well, collab, I think, collab when collab, collab when. <laughs> but I think um, I think Candace would be eligible for the Grammys, and I think. Sutton wouldn't, but she'd be eligible maybe for the VMAs. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So she can take home video of the year following uh, Lil Nas X this year. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> wow. That makes a lot of sense. Cross yeah. our fingers. Um, also collab when. Collab yeah, when. Yeah, collab when. Please. Could you? I would I would love that so much. I would pass anything. away, but happily so. Yeah. Speaking of collab when, thank you so much for collabing with us this week, Joe. Thank thank you guys. Oh my God. I know I had, I like had to like dip into the DMS and just be like, have me back on the show. I've seen. Yes. No, perfect timing. uh, Especially with, we did that. Especially with everything going on at the view. And we will remind you. And if you ever do, if you ever do uh, guests on your podcast, I watch every single day. (laughs) We might. So keep your, keep your DMS open. And I uh, will. Yeah. Yeah. 
So tune into the view and review, and you are also still doing uh, this had Oscar buzz, correct? That's right. Yes, come listen to me and uh, Chris, my co-host, talk about movies that uh, didn't get nominated for Oscars as much as they tried. Mm. Um, you can follow us on Twitter there at had underscore Oscar underscore buzz. And I want to hand out my uh, view and review handle as well. Sure. Um, I'm just going to look it up because I <laughs> had it up and then I X'd out that tab for some reason. Um, at the view in review. And, so really it's and what about you? Oh, I'm at Joe Reed uh, on Twitter. Reed spelled R-E-I-D. Perfect. I promise nothing particularly interesting, but if you want to follow me, you can. Some of us just like to read. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And of course, as with every week, you could go to comethroughqueen.com for all things Come Through Queen. Links to Brennan and I's social. Uh, links to our Patreon. Um, links to the private Facebook group and so on. So thank you for tuning in and like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please reach me. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, Queen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.